Hi, everyone. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terror Girls. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode uh, 8. We have... (laughs) 12. I don't know. We have a much-requested guest today on the Terror Girls podcast. We're in Season 3, and we have this... His name has come up for three seasons to be a guest on the podcast, so we're so excited that... So what took so long? (laughs) (laughs) We'll just save it, you know. We're we're keeping it in our back pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have Cameron Fisher here with us. Hi, Cameron. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being on on the podcast. Glad to be here. Well, before we get into our interview questions, there's a lot Cameron can talk about uh, related to running. We are going to get you warmed up. We have some warm-up questions Pretty much uh, not at all related to running. Yep, that's what they're supposed to be. Yeah. So, Cameron, tell us, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. How about Kahlua pig? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I grew up in Hawaii as a kid, and uh, I just loved Kahlua pig. It's it's good pig. I mean, yeah. if you've never had it before, it's a Hawaiian dish that's cooked in the ground. And it's not my favorite food of all time, but... That's just immediately what came to my mind. All right. <laughs> and, and it's something that I could eat, you know, you know, almost every meal. It was good. Um, I didn't know you grew up in Hawaii. I did. How many years did you live there? I lived all my elementary school years in Hawaii. Wow. And so I, ne- I know what it's like to be a minority because you're definitely, if you're the white kid in Hawaii, you mm-hmm. are the minority. And so I never knew the, when, when I moved back to Maryland in uh-huh. my seventh grade year to go to middle school, my, my dad was transferred. Uh, I didn't even know the 12 Days of Christmas regular wow. version. All I knew was the Hawaiian wow. version. Oh, my god! Like five big fat pigs. And, <laughs> you know, but now I'm, now I'm starting to sing four calling birds. That's not right. <laughs> four flower lays, three dried squid, two coconuts, and a minor bird and a papaya tree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know there was a Hawaiian version. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been cool. asked to sing that on weird occasions. <laughs> wow. We're going to have to bring you back at Christmas yeah, sure. and sing yep. uh, 12 Days of Christmas Hawaiian version. Wow. First question. And we already learned something new about Cameron. <laughs> All right, Cameron. Uh, dogs or cats? Cats. Because they're easier. Yes. They're easier. Oh, you can't run with a cat. Yeah, I know, but a cat you can leave in the house for three days and it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a cat or a dog? No, we've had both. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife and I are just, our kids are out of the house and it's like no pets because we don't have to worry about them. Exactly. Just don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So can you tell us what shoe you are currently running in? I'm running in the on. Do, how do you officially say it? The on, on shoe? Yeah. On cloud. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the brand's called on, and right. then at, all of their models start with the word cloud. Right. So the on, cloud, what? Gotcha. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it's on. <laughs> Actually, when, when I went to the Terror Running Company, uh-huh. they pulled this out. He said, this is what I'm running in. Okay. I said, okay, that's good enough for me. I'll try it. Yeah. And if, sure enough, it was good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so an on shoe. Yes. Unknown on shoe. Uh, Cameron, how would your friends describe you? I guess you could say versatile. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to do a lot of different things. I like to have a lot of different goals, a lot of different quests. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was talking the other day to a friend of mine who was about my age, and he was saying, "You're down the road when you decide to retire. What do you, you know? What do you see retirement looking like?" And just recently, our where I work has gone to a four-day work week. So we've had off Fridays. And so this is, this is back in the summer when it started. And so every Friday I've had off. And 
I'll wake up on Friday. It's like I've got this whole list of stuff. I'll mm-hmm. have me a list that all these honeydew things or mm-hmm. whatever I want to do. I gotta go this place. I'll get it done and then wake up Saturday morning. It's like, what do I do? It's mm-hmm. like, if this is the way every day is going to be with retirement, nope, not for me, <laughs> not for me. So besides once I get my run in, then right. what do I do next? Yeah, so, yeah, that's very true. You're, I always have to have something to do. Let's uh-huh. put it that way. Yep. Makes I like sense. it. All right. Well, we're kind of getting going to get into this in the main part of the interview, but can you tell us what the coolest pl- what is the coolest place that you've ever run? I'd have to say Siem Reap, Cambodia. Wow. Uh, what was that like? Through the Angkor Wat Temple, which I hadn't really, I just vaguely heard of that. Uh-huh. But it's one of those, you know, UNESCO world, yeah. world sites, you know. And I was asked to go on a trip to Cambodia with Fred Garman. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Fred Garman. He, he used to, he was a friend of mine and a runner at the time. And he ran a organization called People for Care and Learning. And that's where a lot of his work was. Mm-hmm. So he invited me to go. And he said, there's a half marathon over there. So you got to go. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm in. So <laughs> we went and uh, that was the first place that I ran a half marathon outside of the U.S. So and it just was so cool to run through the Angkor Wat uh, temple grounds mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it's very well organized and it was just very, very unique. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm actually amazed that that's even like an option, like yeah. that they have a race that uh-huh. goes through mm-hmm. that. That's incredible. Right. And again, I, I didn't really know much about the Angkor Wat Temple, but mm-hmm. of course you learn when you get over there. Mm-hmm. And the more you learn, the more you see it come up when you're mm-hmm. when you're yeah. just reading other things. So, yeah. Wow, this is really is, really was a significant site. Uh-huh. So. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Wow. We need, to, we need to step up our game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fore, <laughs> foreign running. I love Mine's foreign like country running. Mine's Pennsylvania, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, at Pennsylvania School. No mm-hmm. Terror Girls is brought to you by the Cleveland Half Marathon and 5K, October 21st, 2023, in downtown Cleveland. Learn more and register at clevelandhalf.com. Awesome. Okay, well, now we're going to get into our, our real questions. Um, we have a couple. We could have Cameron on for seven different podcasts uh-huh. on seven different topics all related to running. Um, but first, tell us... Um, who are you? How'd you get to Cleveland? And how has running tied into this story of your life? How'd you start running? Well, I was uh, I was approaching a, a weight that I had never been mm-hmm. about 16 years ago. I can, I've always been one that can, you know, eat whatever I want and it wouldn't affect me. But I was getting to an age where that was not working anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would, you know, I was playing uh, church softball mm-hmm. and racquetball mm-hmm. and other things that were keeping me in shape. But all of those had last had they'd lost their luster, you know. Yeah. You know, like if they wanted to do a pickup basketball game on Sunday afternoon, I said, "No, that's my nap time. I want to go take a <laughs> nap," you know. So all of those things had just kind of all together come at the same time, and none of this was appealing to me. And I hated to go to the gym. I just don't like the rhythmic, you know, mm-hmm. weights and stuff like that. So. I was at a loss for some kind of a fitness program. About this time, there was a group of friends of mine who had signed up for the Nashville Half Marathon. They, most of them were connected with Lee, and Lee was sponsoring it for alumni. And so I said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go on the training runs and things because they were doing more of a fast walk than, a, than an actual mm-hmm. run. So, you know, several weeks did that and it came up to race day on April, April of 2007. And uh, so my wife and I went and we accompanied them just, you know, for moral support or whatever. And they had a night before they had a carb loading dinner at Buca de Beppo. And, you know, there was about 75 people there that were going to run the race. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew each other, talking about how good they felt, you know, and 
couldn't wait to get out in there and run. And I'm going, I'm starting to miss, am I missing out on something? Yeah. <laughs> and so the next morning, there's 33, 35,000 people there in Centennial Park in Nashville. I'm standing on a brick wall taking pictures of all my friends out there. And I get a sudden attack of FOMO. <laughs> it's like, I want to do this, yeah. you know. And so it just really started then. And once they finished it, you know, they got that medal. I'm going, man, I'm jealous. I want one of those. Mm-hmm. I trained with you guys, too. And so they, the first thing they talked about that weekend was, let's do Disney. And so my wife and I said, we're going to do that with mm-hmm. you guys. And so we took the next six months to uh, train for that, you know, we had all kinds of places that we and I so I, I started getting into training, you know, uh-huh. where I started reading more. And so that was again, it was about six, maybe seven months until the race. And so I had gotten pretty good about November and a friend of mine said, Hey, I'm running the Philadelphia Marathon. Why don't you come and just I've already got a room, just get you a flight and why don't you come around the half? I said, Okay, maybe this will be a good warm up. So uh-huh. Sure enough, I went up there and that was to me, I think that was the perfect first half marathon for me because it's in a big city. Tons and tons of people. The expo was over the top, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that kind of really set me on this path. You know, Pennsylvania was my first state Mm -hmm. to run a half. And then, of course, we did uh, Disney, which would be uh, Florida. And Mm -hmm. then that year after that, uh, I had the FOMO moment. Mm -hmm. I was able to run Nashville. So I had three states Mm -hmm. that I had run within a year. And it kind of started me on a track thinking, you know, hey, where else can I run? You know, mm-hmm. where else can I train for? Where else can I travel to? And it just kind of started a journey from there. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people over the years, Lee sponsoring that Nashville oh. half and marathon, have mm-hmm. gotten into running. Because that was also kind of how I got into running. I had a friend that was like, hey, I'm doing this. You want to join? And it was free for students. Yeah, it was. You know, they had the dinner before and they put you up in a hotel and pay for your race fee. And then when you get there and there's thousands and thousands of people in a city, mm -hmm. it definitely like kind of hooks you. It really does. It really does. And it did for me. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to Lee for Mm -hmm. uh, getting getting all of us into a lifelong health routine. That's right. right. Great job, Rec Center. We appreciate you. Um, so you alluded to this goal. You have recently finished a huge goal, which you were talking about kind of the start of. Can you tell us about what that was? Right. Well, uh, I'm a big quest guy. Mm-hmm. I'm always got to have a goal out there. You know, even if it's several years down the road, it gives me something to, to go after. And so I shot for, first of all, I wanted to run a distance in every state. Mm-hmm. So and whenever I was in a state on a business trip or family, whatever, mm-hmm. if it wasn't a race schedule, then I'd, I'd get out and I'd run my own 5K. Okay. So I could say that I ran 3.1 or uh-huh. 5K in that state and I could, you know, check yeah. that off. So, but as that progressed and I started running more half marathons uh-huh. and they were scheduled in different places, I got to where I was, at, you know, 15, 20. And I said, I'm going to run a half in half the states. <laughs> and so Matt Ryerson, who is a good uh-huh. friend of mine, uh, was a running partner, too. He's now the, he's up in Knoxville as the United Way director. Uh, he was always on board to, to go do races, uh-huh. destination races. So I said, OK, my 25th one is going to be at Charleston, South Carolina. Uh-huh. So we excuse me. Yeah. No, it was, it was Greenville. I'm sorry. Okay. And so we went down there and that was I met my quest of half and half the states. And, uh-huh. And, you know, just kept going. You know, I got other <laughs> destinations to go. And next thing you know, I'm up to 40, oh, 40 wow. states. And I said, OK, I got to do this. And yep. this was 2019. This was, uh, I think it was September of 2019. I hit my 40th state, which wow. was Lincoln, Nebraska. 
And I said, man, within two years or 18 months, I'll have this done. And of course, we all know what happened <laughs> mm-hmm. in 2020. So, but, you know, all that, we don't have to get into all that, but, you know, every race was canceled, as mm-hmm. you know. I had four or five lined up in oh, 2020 wow. that all got canceled. Yeah. And so I was a little frustrated. But what it did is it just, it just put it off about 18 months mm-hmm, to two years. Right. And just um, about a month ago, I got my 50th state. It was Bismarck, North Dakota. And ironically, that was my one of my first states was South Dakota okay. when I ran uh, the probably the best race I've ever run, which uh-huh. was the, called the Mickelson Trail Marathon. It's Ooh. 108 miles of an old rail trail, wow. an old uh, rail uh-huh. bed. And the, the surface was just, you know, perfect for runners. Mm-hmm. And the the views were just outstanding, you know, wow. running through those mountains and uh-huh. end up in Deadwood, South Dakota. That's wow. where the finish line is. And just kind of just coincidentally, the friend in, went with me. We, we decided to just go by and stop at Deadwood. And so we walked part of that trail mm-hmm. on this last time, that, oh, cool. on this last race. So I kind of relived that That's really part yeah. of that race. But uh, if you ever want to look up the Mickelson Trail Marathon in South Dakota, uh-huh. it's definitely worth a destination run. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what are some of your most memorable moments from those races? Ah, I was afraid you were going to ask that. There's, <laughs> there's so many of them. I've already mentioned the the, uh-huh. anchor, the anchor one, the yeah. anchor one. Um, uh, now Hawaii, I did Hawaii. Um, as I mentioned, as I mentioned in our pre-talk, that yeah. I'm, I'm from Hawaii and spent all my elementary school years there. So we've had several occasions to go back as a family. Mm-hmm. And we went back in 2012 after I'd already started my race journey. Mm-hmm. And there was not a race scheduled at the time. It was in January. Mm-hmm. But I went online, and there was a group that was sort of like this is way before, yeah. obviously, before COVID, but so it was like a, you know, virtual. Yeah. But I mapped out the route, basically what the Honolulu Half Marathon does. Oh, cool. And so I went out of my hotel room and spent a morning and ran that route and got 13.1. And this group would send you a medal for that. So oh, cool. I feel like I, even though I didn't do the official race uh-huh. in Hawaii, I did run 13.1 and got a medal yeah. for it. Yeah, so, I love it. So, you know, that's there's been a couple of races that have been that way. Uh-huh. Uh, Maryland, actually, I don't have a mer- medal for Maryland, but mm. I have run 13.1. Okay. Because I did part of the JFK 50 miler when oh, all those, yeah. there was a group of us yeah. that went up there a couple of years ago. Yep. And they were all training for 50 miles. I'm going, I ain't running that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll go up for support. Yeah. And I knew that, that when I looked at the route, there was a good stretch of 13.1 mm-hmm. on an old, uh, I forget what they call it, it was some kind of a trail. But part of that, uh, part of the whole race of the 50 miles was part of the Appalachian Trail, which I didn't run that. But mm-hmm. when you come off of the Appalachian Trail, it was on an old uh, towpath is what they call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, if you live up north, you might yeah. know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I ran 13.1 of that towpath. So Maryland is the only one that I don't have a medal with medal uh-huh. from. So I do kind of want to get back to Maryland, uh-huh. to, but I have run 13.1 there. That's so, awesome. Um, that was a very memorable race, even though it wasn't a, an official one. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I could think of Alaska was great oh, yeah. because uh-huh. what my what my journey has been part of part of my journey has been is not just the race. That's mm-hmm. two hours, two and a half hours, yeah. however long it takes you to run the race. That's a big part of why you go. That's the reason you go. But it's all the stuff that's around it right. that mm-hmm. really has made running so fun for me. My brother and I, we try to do a trip together every year. And so we went to Alaska. Yeah. And we did all the stuff, you know, the, taking the train up to Mount Denali and all that stuff. And 
and uh, we did we went uh, halibut fishing on wow. on the Cook Inlet and caught you know 25 pounds worth of halibut and ate on that for about two years. Yeah. Wow. So you know all that stuff that surround that's what's made running so meaningful mm-hmm. for me is the stuff that surrounds the destination races, mm-hmm. and so that's what I think I will going forward. I've met the quest of 50 states. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what's going to keep me motivated yeah. <laughs> to continue running? Yeah. And so I'm picking out the destinations that are not the race so much, but everything else around it. Yeah. So, and they'll be fewer and far between than what I was, this, especially this year. I've run already, I think, seven half marathons, and i got two more to go. Wow. So, but the two that are going after this 50th <laughs> are destinations that I either have to, well, for example, Indianapolis. I mm-hmm. have to go up there for business anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'd conveniently... Uh, scheduled it for the mm. monumental half marathon, which is at the end of this month. And so I'll be able to get another capital city, uh-huh. which is another one of my side goals. That'll be my 21st capital city that I've run in. Nice. Very cool. Yep. And then I will officially notch Maryland, I think, in December Okay. Uh, at a race in Annapolis, mm-hmm. which Another capital city. Another capital city. Yeah. Exactly. Do you so, go to the capitals when you go well, to the capital cities? Well, I make sure that I have a picture made in front of it. Yep. Um, even if the races don't necessarily go by the capital. Right. Um, funny story. Bismarck, uh, when I knew this was going to be my 50th and in a capital city and I wanted to run by the uh-huh. capital, the first course that they'd had for many years, decades actually, this was the 42nd running, was clearly not in downtown. Okay. And so I got an email after I signed up and said, oh, we've changed the course. It's not going to start at the Capitol. I'm wow. going, yes, this is great. <laughs> so it started and finished at the Capitol. Now there's a wicked hill going uh-huh. up to get, at the, to get to the finish line. Uh-huh. But it was so worth it to just see the Capitol as you're coming How up cool. in the last part and you're finished. So that was just kind of a kind of the cherry on the top yeah. for, the, for this race. So. Awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned uh, maybe now destinations that you, you know, will do other things around. You mentioned you have a little bit of a side goal of capital cities. Mm-hmm. What are your other, do you have other quests? Um, I've already met this quest and I'm, I'm big into presidential history. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to every presidential library. So oh, no. I've been to the cities. There's been a couple of cities that I've been to where the races have been, and I've uh-huh. been able to drive and go to go to a uh, either either the presidential library or presidential site. Yep. Uh, for example, in uh, when I ran in San Antonio back in 2018, I think uh, George Bush had passed away, and his as George's first first George, and he his library was in College Station, mm-hmm. which was about uh, an hour and a half or so from a couple hours from San Antonio. So mm-hmm. that was one of those destinations that. A presidential site. I'm not just going out there just for the race, but I'm doing a presidential thing, too. And uh-huh. also, if you're acquainted with presidential history, uh, Lyndon Johnson's uh, homestead is just about 100 miles up the road from San Antonio. Oh, wow. uh-huh. So I went to that. The friend and I that I went out there to see and run the race with, we decided to go to Johnson's ranch. And that's, you know, this. if you're into presidential history at all, if you go to their homes and their presidential libraries, you just really get immersed in their mm-hmm. lives. And so I'm, I've always been interested in presidential lives because it, it, there's so many different leadership styles that mm-hmm. have come out of presidents through the years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the effective ones, what, what is it that makes this, this one be effective or not effective? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the mistakes they made? And mm-hmm. that has turned into a course 
that I teach over at Lee, an encore oh, course that cool. actually starts uh, in a couple of weeks. Awesome. It's called the Dead President Society. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been to the Jimmy Carter site in Atlanta, mm-hmm. the library, and it yeah. was so interesting. I didn't really know much about his presidency, mm-hmm. and you, yeah, you learn so much. I you can do. imagine that there's just so much to learn from visiting more of them. He just had a birthday recently, mm-hmm. turned 99 yeah. years old. How awesome. That. Yeah, awesome. The Terror Girls podcast is supported by Terror Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at terrorrunning.com. This doesn't necessarily qualify. Well, maybe it does qualify as a quest. But you did mention to us before we started recording that you are writing a book. Can you tell us about that? I, the book is called uh, The Reasons I Run. And it just kind of tells my running journey yeah. and the really what it says, the reasons I run. Why mm-hmm. did I get into running? Why do I do it? Why do I do these destination runs? Mm-hmm. You know, every, I cover just about everything. You know, I tell the story in the book how the first time I ran with a purpose other than, you know, a seventh grade PE coach saying, mm-hmm. run that, run that yeah. boy, run it. <laughs> and you hated it uh, was when I was in college and our choral director was a runner. And he said, for my 40th birthday, I'm challenging you, any one of you choral members to run with me and run six miles. You know, it's mm-hmm. a Cleveland high track. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, heck, yeah, I'll do that, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much the the thing that didn't intimidate me was not about the running, but the fact that it was going to be set at 6, in the, 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but he did, he did sweeten the pot a little bit uh, with uh, – Whoever finished it would be able to go to the Shoney's Breakfast Bar. Does anybody know about the no. Shoney's? The Shoney's Breakfast Bar was right there on the corner uh, where we could walk to it, uh-huh. and it was the greatest breakfast bar. If if anybody who's my age or uh-huh. you know close will know about the Shoney's Breakfast Bar, yeah. And so that was the reward we got for running the whole six miles. That's great. But I say that because when I was training for it, there was a there was a, one of my a friend of mine in the choir that was a runner and so mm-hmm. I kind of tapped on her and I said I don't know anything about running what mm-hmm. am I supposed to do she says well you're supposed to have some special shoes I said I can't just run in the shoes I've got <laughs> I had one pair of white tennis shoes and that's what I wore uh-huh. if I was going to wear tennis shoes that's what I wore yeah and I didn't call them running shoes so we went to a store and I remember buying these shoes I remember they were twelve dollars Wow. And it might have been pick and pay or someplace yeah. like that, but they were this ugly color of maroon. And I said, I will never wear these anywhere else but on the track, uh-huh. you know. Of course, now it's whatever goes. You yeah, know, yeah. Running, running shoes are all kinds are all yeah, out there. Yeah. But that was kind of where I started. Um, mm-hmm. And that was 25 years before I actually started becoming, a, before mm-hmm, I actually yeah. became a runner. But that was my first experience with getting into running. I tell that story. That's awesome. So, you know, it's a lot of personal stories. Mm -hmm. uh, A lot of, I I try to, without getting into hard detail, tell about all the places I've been to Mm -hmm. and what we did, you know, on those and how this would tie into running and how it would tie in with your life. And, you know, just do some little little philosophical things and stuff like that, too. So, uh, I don't know what the market would be. And it's just something that's on my computer now, but... Maybe somewhere, I love down it. Road, yeah. somewhere down the road, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to read it. Yeah, I'm sure our have, listeners would love to read two, it. You uh, have two readers right here. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Um, well, Cameron, we could, we could, I feel like we could talk all day yeah. about your adventures <laughs> with running, and we'll have to have you back on the podcast because I have so many more questions. <laughs> but I want to pivot a little bit to there is another kind of topic that you – uh, have been involved in for a long time that really has benefited Cleveland so much um, and all of the runners who yeah. listen, uh, you're really involved in the Greenway. Um, mm-hmm. So can you tell us about 
your integral role in establishing the Cleveland Bradley County Greenway? Um, what's your involvement been? Well, I'm, because I'm, I serve as the, as the chairman of the Greenway Board, mm-hmm. which is a, which is just a volunteer board that's mm-hmm. appointed by both the city commission and the county commission, and with some uh, just random volunteers. I, I got appointed on that board back in uh, about 20 years ago uh, as when I was on the Chamber of Commerce board, and they were forming that board, uh, forming the Greenway board. And so uh, Jerry Bohannon, who was the director at the time, said, hey, they're, they're starting a Greenway here. And I said, what's a Greenway? <laughs> you know, and they need somebody to represent us from the chamber. I said, okay, one more committee. And so this is before I was a runner. Um, and that... I'll just say, I'll come out and say this, that I don't think I would be a runner if we didn't have the Greenway. Mm-hmm. I really believe that because wh- where I live is out in the county and there are no shoulders on the roads. Mm-hmm. I tried to run one time from my house and scared to death because it was so dark. Mm-hmm. Cars would come around, right. the, whip around the corner and I would have to roll down a hill if, mm-hmm. if I couldn't get out mm-hmm. of the way. I ran down one long driveway and I heard a dog in the distance coming after me. It's like, okay, never We're again. Yep. <laughs> I'm done. Yep. Not going to run here anymore. So um, the Greenway has been my go-to place, and I think it is mm-hmm. for a lot of yeah. people. So when I came on, there was just a it was just a quarter mile that existed between 20th Street and 25th Street. Mm-hmm. And when I came on, the first thing that really happened was they were finishing up Phase Two, which went another uh, about a 1.3 miles mm-hmm. uh, to what we know as Greenway Park around here. Mm-hmm. And so that was it was about 1.37 miles total mm-hmm. at the time. And so I would watch people just run back and forth mm-hmm. on that little strip, yeah. you know, and 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 it just obviously just grew from there. I get I get credit where I shouldn't get credit about, you know, it was my idea. This was not my idea. I came in after the thing was conceived. This is actually we can credit uh, a judge named Van Deacon. Uh, we actually dedicated a, a, a int- entrance way during mm-hmm. the year that we turned 20 because uh, kind of, I call him the godfather. Mm-hmm. It was his idea. He was a juvenile judge at the time, and he wanted a place for his for the juveniles that were in trouble mm-hmm. to kind of put in some community service, and he wanted to clean up Mouse Creek. And he knew this was a beautiful area, the area between 20th and 25th, which I already mentioned. And so he got them out there, and he came up with the idea, man, we need to get people out here. How can we do this? And he knew about greenways and other communities, and so he got a group of people together from both the county and city, and that was where it was birthed. This was before the first one came through, and so he he pulled himself out. Once it got going, he pulled himself out of the process. Uh, But then when I was appointed to the board, uh, Matthew Brown, the late Matthew Brown was was the chairman, Mm for two years and he said I'm done with this I'm, I'm going to stay on the board but I don't want to be chairman and so I was voted in and I didn't know what I was getting into but it has turned into something that's been the most rewarding community service thing that I do. Yeah. Brittany knows I'm a member of Rotary, I'm on the Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. board, all those are great and I love those mm-hmm. things but this has been the thing that's been the most rewarding that I can really see some, some results from. Mm-hmm things that I can get my teeth into, something that we can push, and mm-hmm. it's something that truly benefits all of the community. Yep. It really does. We have a total of 5.5 miles, yeah, maybe more like 5.3 miles, uh, along Mouse Creek and along Fellower Branch that goes behind Tinsley Park. Uh, and if you ran nowhere else but on the Greenway, you could be a runner, mm-hmm. you know, because there's enough that you could go back and forth as much as you want. and. 
you run the whole greenway and you've run eight miles one yeah. way. And then yeah. if you add the, that connector over there mm-hmm. behind Tinsley, you got that much more. So, and we have, we have one uh, section that's getting ready to open up on Candice Creek mm-hmm. uh, by December 31st. It's supposed to be done. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that'll be, a, that'll be a full mile from Candy's Lane to the interstate. Mm-hmm. We want to eventually go under the interstate to mm-hmm. Fletcher Park. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many. There's always so many balls rolling with, yep. with the Greenway, and that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So. Yeah, the Greenway is incredible. You know, I'm definitely a citizen that has benefited from that and run on it multiple times a week. I can mm-hmm. get on it from my house and i mean what a way to just um enhance the quality of life for a community absolutely Uh, it's it's incredible so thank you for all that you've done with that and i'm excited for (laughs) all that there is to come with it yeah Yeah. uh you may not have invented the idea (laughs) but uh you can be credited with continuing the work of the greenway for years i mean every Mm -hmm. as i've gotten closer to um just the work that you do with the greenway I mean, truly, every small section is a massive project. It is. A massive partnership between the city and the public works and the county Mm -hmm. and the greenway and the citizens and the public land and the private land. And um, it's amazing. And, Yeah. yeah, I can't overstate how important it has been for the running community, mm-hmm. for the small business community. Yep. Um, it, I mean, it's the reason you're a runner. It's the reason all of us have kept running. It's the reason Terra Running Company's in Cleveland. It's the yep. reason we have a Cleveland Half Marathon. It's the reason we have a Cleveland <laughs> Half Marathon. And so many other yeah. races. Yeah, it's the, the reason that, you know, we got into race timing soon after Terra Running Company opened in Cleveland. And the Greenway is the reason that many of these small nonprofits can afford to put on mm-hmm. running fundraiser races. If they had to close roads and hire police, yeah, um, right. it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So they're able to put it on the greenway and they can raise funds and have a run. And so, yeah, I can't overstate how important the greenway has been to the running community. I and totally agree. Maybe you didn't invent it, but we <laughs> credit Cameron with the greenway. So thank you for all the work that you've done. Thank you. Um so what, yeah, you mentioned a little bit this Candy's Lane. What can we expect? Drop the news here first. What's the future of the Cleveland-Bradley County Greenway? <laughs> well, if you if you are out on Candy's Lane, you know, uh-huh. the old Rolling Hills Golf Course, mm-hmm. um, you know, that went up for sale back in 2006. And, excuse me, and Westmore Church of God bought it, mm-hmm. bought all 175 acres. And in the middle of that property is Candy's Creek which is, you know, larger than Mouse Creek, which mm-hmm. is where our Greenway mm-hmm. currently runs. Um, so it's a it's a waterway that is undiscovered, if, we, if you mm-hmm. want to say that. You know, it runs through, basically runs through the back of neighborhoods. It's mm-hmm. not accessible. This has made it accessible, this first mile. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very excited about the potential of where it can go once it opens, once people get out there and discover it. We've got the first half mile done. Uh, it goes from... From Candy's Lane, if you like, I say if you drive down Candy's Lane, you can look to your left and see it. Mm-hmm. If you're going west, I guess, and that will take you a half mile to the old historic Dobbs Ford Bridge, which is the oldest bridge in all of eastern East Tennessee. Excuse me, all of Tennessee. It was built in 1878. Wow! And it was dedicated. We we had a fundraiser to just renovate it, and uh-huh. we basically strengthened it and made sure that it had a surface that was good for walkers because mm-hmm. it was just railroad ties before that were all messed up big time and so i had it painted so it looks really good Uh but nobody can get to it right so they can now uh the second half is there's you know there's been some delays you Mm -hmm. know as far as uh the funding's there it's just that we can't get the 
Public Works has helped to do this because you save so much money on a greenway. If you're talking greenways, uh, if you can get your public works to do it as part of their job instead mm-hmm. of contracting it out to a contractor, mm-hmm. you're probably saving two-thirds of the cost. Wow. So, and that's a little unknown fact. Um, I've heard mm-hmm. statistics many, many times that usually greenways cost about a million dollars a mile. Mm-hmm. Wow. We have gotten away with a lot less than that because we've had our city public works guys to come out there and do that. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so we're, you know, a few delays there, but they are contracted to get it done by December 31st mm-hmm. and we'll have a full mile. So on the other side of the bridge, you'll be able to go all the way to the interstate and mm-hmm. look up at the interstate bridge that nobody else can see because mm-hmm. that's not accessible, you yeah. know? So, and like I said, like I said earlier, hopefully we want to go under the bridge that will, mm-hmm. and across the Creek again mm-hmm. to get over to Fletcher park, which is just less than a quarter mile mm-hmm. from there. So, wow. and you, then you have a two mile, of, tra- of trails in yeah. Fletcher Park. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going the other way, we hope to go, we don't have all the property issues worked out, of course, but uh, from Candy's Creek Cherokee Elementary School, we have a path kind of mapped out to get us to where we are with uh, there at Candy's Creek, mm-hmm. Candy's, uh, awesome. Candy's, Candy's Lane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Very cool. yeah, I don't know if it'll be done in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and I've learned just to just, you know, I, you know, I get yeah. impatient because yeah. it's like, why don't you guys go out here and do this now? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to get this intersection done over there on Paul Huff mm-hmm. before we can get over here and do this. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And, oh, well, October's coming. we got leaves we got to pick up. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you just learn to live with that. But mm-hmm. the trade-off is that you are saving so much money yep. and getting more for more bang for our buck mm-hmm. for our green wine dollar. Yeah, so. which is amazing. Yeah. And then the fact that you – you continue to advocate for it. You know, you, you kind of don't let them forget that we've got the funding here. We just need the workers. And yeah. um, so we have seen that come to fruition. I think even in the time that we've been here, mm-hmm. Tara has been in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, so we trust you. Yeah. <laughs> we trust it's coming. <laughs> it is coming. I've just learned just let, let yep. it ride. Yep. Let it ride. Yep. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, we should probably start to wrap up here. So we ask all of our guests uh, before we end um, what advice they would give to someone who's a new runner and what advice they would give to someone who is a seasoned runner. They've been doing it for a long time. Well, a new runner, uh, do what I did. Just push through those first few weeks. You know, if you go out there and uh, – I have a friend of mine who became a good runner, a friend uh, who's now passed away. Uh, he said the first time he ran, he ran, he laid in the middle of his street and said, "Please God, have a car come by and hit me." <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and he was serious because he's in such miserable pain. Uh-huh. So I think that's why a lot of people want to be runners but aren't, is because mm-hmm. they don't give it enough time. Yeah. Don't try to go out and run ten miles yeah. in your mm-hmm. first time out. You know, start out with a half a mile mm-hmm. or yep. less than that. Yep. Just build up, build up, and, you know, if you can, run with friends. That's what was a blessing for me is because I had some friends that were not running. As I mentioned earlier, they were run walking, so I could keep up with that. Mm -hmm. And as I got a little more under my belt, I was able to start running more. So don't give up. That's the big thing. Uh, For a seasoned runner, what was the question to what keeps you going? Well, what advice would you give them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I've got to have a quest out there because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, it's it's hard for me sometimes to get up in the, mo- in the morning and get in my car because, like I said, I can't run around my house. So mm-hmm. I have to get in my car and go to a specific spot. And usually it's on the greenway, one, mm-hmm. a trailhead. Mm-hmm. And that takes a while to do that. And then you got to come back. And, you know, you're all sweaty in your car. you got to wipe yourself down. Anyway, all the stuff that it's not like I can just j- jump up and go. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, 
I've gotten a lot slower than my running group. They've, I've, slowed, I've seen them slowly start peeling away about the first mile, and then they're a little bit further in the second mile. It's like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I'm out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is I'm out here. And, I, in fact, just today I picked up a, with a friend that I pass all the time. He's a pro- local professor here. And I had no idea how old he was. He is, but he's 11 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And he runs 10 miles a day. Wow. So, wow. you know, that kind of gives you inspiration. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, well, maybe I was ready to give up. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, We're good. I, I got another 11 years or whatever yeah. it is, you know. So, anyway, I can, and, and he was, and he ran just about my pace. So it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, That's I didn't <laughs> That's awesome. That's great advice. Yeah. All right. So our final question, our final lap question, you can take this as you will, as whatever you want to apply it to. One year from now, what do you hope you will have accomplished? I hope I will still be running. Mm-hmm. Um, I may, uh, somewhere down the road, I may go just, you know, fast walking or just walking, mm-hmm. period. Just mm-hmm. keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to be able to have some more destination races. I have some up to April, next April. Uh, but after that, I don't have anything on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've made a deal with myself that I'm not going to go just for the race. As I mentioned, it's mm-hmm. got to be a destination yeah. where I have all this other stuff around the race because that's a lot of money when you start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've purposely not added up how much it's costing <laughs> me to do this because I would go, What? <laughs> But, you know, what you, you, you pay for memories. Yes, absolutely. You know, you pay for memories and experience, and that's irreplaceable. Yes, yep. So I have to be smart about that and make sure that I don't, you mm-hmm. know, uh, go to some – I would love – somebody, somebody told me the other day, well, now you're going to start doing countries, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if it presents itself, yeah, but I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, definitely plan. Yeah. I might, you know, do one every couple of years. I've talked about going to Iceland and doing mm-hmm. an Iceland. That's awesome. a great race to do. But – uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back off a little bit, but just make sure that I don't drop it totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, if that Absolutely. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Cameron. Yeah. This was a wonderful conversation. <laughs> we learned so much about you, and um, I hope got to share with a little bit uh, with our listeners about how integral you've been and, you know, a, such a staple in the running yeah. community here. We just take the greenway for granted, but many, many towns our size don't aren't uh, lucky enough to have such a great resource. I throw that out there quite a bit to mm-hmm. people who say, why do we, why are we spending money on this? Or mm-hmm. why do we have this? Or is this really help our community? I said, absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely. Does. Yep. Yeah. Even if you're not a runner. Yeah. Yep. Even if you just look at it. Yeah. It, this, this attracts people from all over the place. We've had, I've had several people that have come up to me and said, I moved here because you have a greenway. Absolutely. Really? Oh, you got to tell me your story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's invaluable. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls. Inspiring people one runner at a time. The Terra Girls podcast is brought to you by Terra Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Named one of the best running stores in the country, Terra Running Company offers top-notch customer service and all the best running and walking brands. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Carrying brands like Hoka, Brooks, On, and New Balance, we also have the best fit specialists to help you find the best shoe for you. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at terrarunning.com.